Welcome one, welcome all. This is the Discovering Masculinity podcast. I am your host, John Waltz, coming to you this evening, today, whatever time of day you are listening to this. I am recording in beautiful Franklin, Tennessee, just south of the Music City, Nashville, Tennessee. And uh, this is going to be a solo episode. Going to be kind of doing my rambling and talking a little bit. I definitely want to hone my skills as far as um, doing a, a monologue and just you know honing my skills as far as driving my point across and even talking off the top of my head. And there are a few things that I need to work on myself when it comes to doing these types of recordings. So I have some thoughts. Yes, I have some thoughts. Some of you might in my listening audience be like, oh, well, it's about, it's about time you had thoughts. Well, I, I, do, I do have thoughts, and they are, they're, they're close in line to, I guess, what uh, one of my heroes, de facto mentors, uh, their thoughts are in, with this issue. And I, I'll, I'll take, you back, uh, take you back in time a little bit. It is 2015, I believe it's 2015, or maybe it's 2016, I'm trying to remember, I believe it's 2016, it's, it's in the summer, uh, I am living in Phoenix, Arizona at the time, living, um, living in a part of Phoenix that is not a great place, wasn't a great place to live, there's, there's a whole other story behind how I picked that place, but we'll uh, get into that here that's that's I think that's a topic for another podcast for another day. So I am living in Phoenix, Arizona in the summertime. I get home from work one day, and a lot of you know me. I I am a pretty um, pretty active scroller on social media, and at that point in time, I was personally I had a personal Facebook page. Uh, I don't have a personal Facebook page now. I have a. Facebook page that's dedicated to this podcast and dedicated to growing this this platform that I that I'm trying to create and build. And there was a viral clip from a TV show that I believe it was. I'd have to. I'm going to pause and look it up so I don't have the uh, the facts incorrect. Okay, picking it back up after I had paused the recording because I wanted to actually get my facts straight on this. There was a there's there was a clip from the TV show. Newsroom. Uh, Newsroom is a political drama that uh, showed on HBO for looks like for according to online sources three seasons. I never watched it because I didn't have HBO at the time. It ran from June of 2012 through December of 2014. Uh, starred a pretty interesting cast: Jeff Daniels, Emily uh, Mortimer, I guess is how you you say her name correctly. Uh, Allison Pill. 
from I believe she is in Star Trek Picard. Yeah, she was she's in Star Trek Picard now. Uh, Olivia Munn uh, has some casting credits there. So um, any, anyway, you know, American news drama, and of course, like most things that Hollywood you know regurgitates or, or throws up on us and calls entertainment these days, it is heavily biased to the left. And there was a clip from that show where. There is a kind of like a panel discussion in an auditorium, and the question was: Is is great? Um, is the United States, you know, the the greatest country in the world, and why? Um, and you know, there's they they give a couple cheeky answers about like, oh yeah, we have freedom, blah blah blah, you know. And, and the the gist of the clip was was actually to, you know, kind of put America down, put the United States down. And, and so Jeff Daniels' character, he goes on this monologue and this diatribe about, you know, about how every other country in the Western world now has freedom and this and that. And, you know, we're America's lagging behind in test scores. And, and you know, you can you can go look up the, the clip for yourself. It's all over YouTube. It's probably all over Facebook. Comes around every once in a while. You know, people like to share it and act like it's profound information. And, I was on Facebook, and a couple of my friends had uh, had shared this clip, and I, I knew deep down intrinsically and internally, like, you know, there's there's got to be more context, there's got to be more information, there's got to be a way to rebut this, because there, yeah, the United States has its flaws, for sure. I mean, it's not all rainbows and sunshine in the States, I mean, but but it is, it's, it's far, in a, in a far better position when it comes to some of these freedoms and some of these things that we we take for granted in the United States, it's far better squared away than a lot of countries in the Western world, especially especially Canada. And you know, we'll we'll have some more folks from from Canada on there. We might bring bring that up topic up and talk with them. But anyway, the the gist of that is like, well, you know, America's not the greatest country, blah blah blah, and we've got an overinflated sense, and so. Some of my friends had shared this clip around and, and, you know, some of my more left-leaning friends, liberal friends, whatever, were sharing that around and acting like it was, you know, acting like it was more profound than it actually was. I mean, it's a clip from a TV show that was on HBO. And, of course, like I said earlier, everything that Hollywood throws up on us and calls entertainment is, is heavily skewed to the left. And, you can't change my mind on that. There's only a few trusted sources out there that you can really get honest to goodness content from. And that's one of the reasons why I watch a lot of shows from my youth, because, you know, even though it's some of that stuff is in there, some of that latency, latent bias is in there. I mean, it's not as heavily, it's, it's not as heavily prone or front loaded in the, uh, in, in the content as it, as it is now. And Facebook of all places, Left-leaning Facebook, Mark Zuckerberg, what and and his cronies. Not that they interact with me directly. I'm just a little speck on Facebook's page. But anyway, I get um, a recommended video that on placed right underneath that video after I after I watch it on Facebook, and it is a rebuttal to this clip. And the gentleman who did the rebuttal to this clip put together. A very succinct, very comprehensive, very at times funny, and high quality response and rebuttal to this video. And those of you in this space probably know who I'm talking about. I've referenced this rebuttal, but this is how I first 
found this this person and this this uh, this man and this creator, and his name is uh, Stephen Crowder. Uh, Stephen Crowder, he ha- he's uh, he's been an inspiration to me and for me uh, in in regards to starting this podcast because I. I wouldn't have started this podcast had I not been inspired by him. And I, I can tell you, at the time that I found him, he was doing, he was very much in a similar situation like, uh, like I'm in, uh, recording this podcast once a week, if that, doing videos. And um, he was tied to a network called PJTV. And, and um, yeah, I'm not going to get into his, into his history, but he was recording from the den in his house in uh, suburban Michigan and had a blue blanket bedsheet backdrop and, and had a sign about, and, and it's just, it's really interesting to go back and look at some of his older videos, but I, uh, um, started following him from there. Saw a bunch of, watched a bunch of his other clips and videos and, and, uh, you know, I thought, you know, and, and to me, he was very, like I said, he was very succinct, very funny. And had some great points and great rebuttals to a lot of just some of this leftist propaganda that's that's out there in the uh, the internet now. And uh, I bring I bring Stephen up because I was kind of waffling on what I wanted to do as far as where I wanted to, to take my life and steer it in its direction. And I, I haven't been perfect with this, but I've been a lot more consistent with it in the last few months. I have uh, used, he was one of my inspirations to start this podcast because he can, you know, it's, you know, sorry, newsrooms fans, this is why America is the greatest country in the world, is because a guy like Steven Crowder can take a uh, once a week radio show podcast out from his, the den of his house and create it into a, an online juggernaut where the CEO of YouTube probably has nightmares about him where his name and likeness uh, and his, his has been brought up by people like Tucker Carlson and he is, has millions of subscribers on YouTube and not only that when he was banned on YouTube this past these past midterm elections when he was banned on YouTube went over to an alternative platform called Rumble, did election coverage on election night, and outdrew just about every, to my knowledge, every conservative uh, streamer on YouTube that was using the main platform and was doing better numbers than, I think, a few networks. And his shows and his content every week when when he was on YouTube was doing a lot better than than a lot of comparable shows that were backed by multi-million dollar conglomerates. So... Yeah, this is why America is the greatest country in the world, because a guy like that who has similar sense of humor to me and has a similar background as far as you know being in, in Michigan and, and can, can create something out of that in a matter of, I mean, it's less than 10 years. I mean, here it's, here it's 2023, and I mean, he's been doing this stuff since 2009, but he didn't really start getting traction and, and wasn't on my radar until I mean, it was... It was 2016. It was the summer of, of the right before that election, and I'll tell you that the last two election, three election nights, I watched his coverage, and again, he he does. I think he does a fantastic job. He's very funny, and he's not afraid to pull punches, and he 
you know, he, he really wasn't truly an inspiration for, for me to get into this, this pot, get into podcasting. Now I've, I've tweeted a little bit to a a niche space about masculinity. He's talked about masculinity and manhood on his show a few times. Someday I would love to have him on this podcast and have the opportunity to, uh, to speak with him. I, I think, you know, the, uh, the opportunities that I've had to speak with guys like John Eldridge and speak with Dennis Prager and, and many, many other great people in, in this space, you know, I've, I've been honored to the opportunity to speak with them and, uh, you know, ha- talk about, talk about the subject. I, I, I think I would be, it would be a great conversation to, to have with him, but I, I took what he did and how he climbed up and how he continues to battle big tech and use that as an inspiration to, to create the show, create this podcast and to, to have, bring some virtue into, into the manosphere and bring some, some virtue into uh, some more virtue and just be another person who's on the line, you know, pushing forward traditional values that are desperately needed in this hour. And so that being said, um, when he first went daily, went over to uh, the Blaze, I I was I wasn't day one, but I was an original um, Mug Club subscriber. Maybe I was day one. Maybe I was like day two or day three. It was actually funny. I, I funny story, and just as an as an aside, I I actually have two louder with Crowder um, coffee mugs because when I signed up for 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 Mug Club initially, I. When I um, was moving, and so I knew the the time frame that it was going to take to get my mug, and it was going to be right around the time I was going to move into my new place in in Phoenix, and so I um, um, requested it be shipped to my new uh, to my new apartment in Phoenix. And when I uh, I hadn't heard anything from them that I had gotten that package, and so I called up their customer service and was like, "Hey, I don't have my mug yet, and just wanted to check on it." You know, I wasn't a dick or anything. You know, I was just like, "Yeah, I just want to check on it to see if it's been shipped or, or whatnot. If you got a tracking number or anything." Because I, I used to work in in procurement, and so that's you know that that's how I would you know if I wanted to find out where something was. And if you ever want to find out where something is, you just call the vendor and you just ask them like if it's been shipped and if if it's been shipped if they have some type of tracking number, and then you can do the back end work yourself. But um, they said, Oh, well, you know, and I said, well, I said, well, uh, let me give it a couple of days and just, just see. And, and if it's not, if it's not there, I'll, you know, I'll call you back, but they just went ahead and sent me a, another mug anyway. So that's, that's how I wound up with, with two ladder with Crowder mugs, but, and they made the trip to me to uh, Nashville from, from Phoenix. But all that to say, you know, I, I, when he went daily, I, you know, supported him. And, and when I found out he was leaving the blaze and like, okay, well, that's unfortunate. And then when he had, he had an incident happen in 2019, the summer of 2019, called the Vox Adpocalypse, and and it was where he was giving another uh, video rebuttal to a guy who's a pretty much a crazy person. Uh, he he was at at Vox at the time, but then they they fired him, or I don't know if they fired him or they let him go, but I'm not going to pause the recording and look up the facts on that. Either way, guy is a, a crazy person, and. Um, I remember it was interesting. Like everybody was like, "Well, he went after him because he was gay." He's like, "No, he went after him because he made a video with, you know, with incorrect context and incorrect facts, and and basically, 
you know, I tried to pass off what his, his narrative was as true and, and Crowder just rebutted it and he just did it in his own crass and, and hu- way, way with humor and he got banned for, you know, he got demonetized for it, demonetized on YouTube. So that's kind of my little bit more about my story with Steven Crowder. And even then during the pandemic, when he was doing two shows a day, like I was tuning in to both shows because I was working from home and, and I had the opportunity to like let the show run on one screen where I was working and then do my work on another screen where I was, was, was working. And so it was, you know, it, it, uh, and then, you know, moving on, I I still, you know, still like to watch his, his YouTube clips and, and I'm not able to watch his, wasn't able to watch his daily show quite as much, but I, you know, found out he was leaving the blaze and it was a little sad, a little disappointed. I do, I do like the blaze as a platform. I do like some of the other creators on there. I, I think Steve Dace is a, is a pretty sharp guy. Glenn Beck, genius, almost to his detriment sometimes. Um, I really like Sarah Gonzalez. I think she's very, very sharp. I do like her content too. Um, so I don't have anything against the blaze. Uh, but when Crowder was leaving the blaze, he, uh, was starting to field other offers. And I, he he initially put this out and he wasn't outing the company but he was saying there are some terms in these offers that a lot of these larger networks are giving out to be a creator on their platform that are just non non-starters like they're just total you know just just total bs and just ways that kind of screw the uh, the the creator over and Watched that video, saw it, uh, had some opinions on it, and I was thinking like, well, who's he talking about? Well, he could be talking about anybody. And some of these, some of these, uh, um, you know, you can look up the the video uh, yourself, and I think I'll actually take a and borrow the uh, YouTube links to uh, to his videos and and even. Um, and share them in, in my show notes so you can get the full full context. But some of these terms and conditions in these contracts were to the point where if you were a creator and you were demonetized on certain platforms and you had strikes on other platforms that you were getting docked what you were being what you were going to be paid up to the point of like where you were going to on the back end, oh, this this network that you were going to be on that was supposed to be fighting this good fight with you in good faith that you were going to wind up actually owing them money. And, you know, that's, I mean, to get into some of these, these dubious contracts where you got to owe money back to your employer, I mean, that's, that's, that's risky. I mean, I'm, you know, I, there, there are sales jobs out there like that. Um, that's the nature of it. And I mean, you got to know, you got to know that when you get into it. However, with this, he, he was, he wasn't calling them out directly, but a couple days later, uh, the, this, this network that, uh, and you know them as the daily wire, this network, uh, outs themselves and basically says, yeah, we're who Steven was talking about. And this is why now, Crowder came back with a rebuttal to that where he had a phone call recorded with the Daily Wire CEO, Jeremy Boring. Um, and I'm going to 
I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit more about my feelings on that here in just a quick moment, but I'm going to leave you here at, the, at this moment uh, to kind of digest where, where I'm at here is that I'm, you know, just kind of taken by surprise here. And, and I'm just like, okay, well, he could be talking about anybody. It doesn't really matter who, who he's talking about, in my opinion. I just know that he's out there. He's given this message and sounded this alarm. So for me, being a, a content creator, for me being in this space, creating a podcast, trying to get my thing off the ground, like, okay, well, I've got to be wary if I'm going to be, if, you know, God willing, this show gets big enough one day that I'm picked up by a network and that that it can be part of somebody's lineup. But I'm going to take a quick break, quick pause there to uh, kind of collect my thoughts and kind of dive back in from there. So uh, first, you know, 20 minutes down, kind of rattling on about, um, you know, how I came in to find out about this situation. And uh, I will, this is the Discovering Masculinity podcast, and I'll be right back. say before on this podcast that masculinity can only bestow masculinity and the proverb very well-known proverb that as iron sharpens iron so a friend sharpens a friend which is why i want to tell you about the masculine revival brotherhood this group of men have done a lot to change the lives of so many men in north america and around the world know in our culture there's no clean break from boyhood one day you turn legal drinking age and all of a sudden you're a man many men are lost they have no idea what it means to be a virtuous man to be a true man that's a protector provider a man who can lead his relationships lead his life lead his family which is why i want to invite you to join the masculine revival brotherhood now, so many men, men that I've come to know personally as part of the Brotherhood, have changed their lives dramatically from weight loss to moving out of their parents' basement to uh, being able to finally approach and talk to women to getting married, having children, becoming financially stable, all because they have a group of like minded men in their corner, seeing their potential and seeing how they can grow. Now, get with the Masculine Revival Brotherhood, you will uh, be a part of weekly meetings. We have a two and a half hour virtual meeting every week to discuss and partake in processes and changes as men. We have our own private Slack community where we can uh, chat and also receive calls and connect with brothers between meetings, especially in times of support. You will receive accountability from the band of brothers who want to have your back and want to see you win set quarterly goals for each other. We are a group of like-minded men. So, I would encourage you, I do encourage you to join us in the Masculine Revival Brotherhood. Reach out to the Masculine Revival Instagram page. Reach out to Brendan Schmidt. DM him the word brotherhood. And he has new groups forming this year. Great leadership partners that are overseeing the group. And again, I have been a part of this group. This group has been my own personal testimonial. It's been 
partially responsible for the rebirth of this podcast, and I would not have met men like Will Spencer, Mike Pantile, Jonathan Rios, and Ryan King. I would not have been able to meet them or reach out to them and have them on this show and this platform. I can't say enough about the men in my own group who want me to succeed, want me to lead and become a force for good. I want to be a force for good in this space, and the Masculine Revival Brotherhood is enabling me and equipping me to do just that. So, if you want to grow, if you want to have a group of like-minded men in your corner that have your back, that want to see you win in life, join the Masculine Revival Brotherhood. Go to MasculineRevival.com or search for Masculine Revival on Instagram. Links will be in the show notes. Again, that's MasculineRevival.com or uh, Masculine Revival on Instagram. As Brotherhood member Ryan says, if you have the courage to live a life true to yourself, this is the 21st century initiation into manhood. This is the Masculine Revival Brotherhood. Welcome back. This is the Discovering Masculinity podcast. I'm your host, John Waltz, coming to you this evening from a cool, cloudy, rainy, wintry uh, Franklin, Tennessee, just south of the Music City. Uh, Just kind of getting into a little bit more about my thoughts about this whole beef debate um, drama between Steven Crowder and the Daily Wire. Um, I, I do want to say that I would not have even heard of the Daily Wire. Well, I shouldn't say I wouldn't have even heard of the Daily Wire. I shouldn't say that. I did not hear of the Daily Wire or know who Ben Shapiro was or Andrew Clavin or any of the great personalities that uh, are at the Daily Wire until I had found Steven Crowder. And Steven Crowder was my gateway into, he was kind of my gateway into this space also. Like I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't even dreamed of considered reaching out to Dennis Prager if I hadn't heard Dennis Prager and how well Steven had, had talked and had great discussions with him. I wouldn't have reached out to, I have reached out to Jordan, Jordan Peterson. Hopefully I'll be honored one day to have him on the podcast on the show. I I've reached out to, you know, gosh, all kinds of, you know, conservative creators on online and on YouTube. Now that I follow, you know, guys like Dave Rubin, the Hodge twins, um, Blair White, uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, Blair White, you know, we talk about transgenderism and, and I, I, sometimes I, I watch it. Sometimes I'll dabble in, in her, her videos and his videos. I should say his videos because Blair White's biologically a male. Um, but I, I wouldn't have, you know, Lauren Chen is another one really, really sharp, really great, you know, c- creator on, uh, in this space, and and I would not have found all of these great people and this great content 
unless I had taken the chance and clicked on that uh, Steven Crowder video where he was rebutting that clip from Newsroom. I wouldn't have, you know, it it, it might not have been, it would have been a little while before I had discovered these people. And I, I can tell you that there are, judging by the amount of subscribers that he has and the amount of people that are, that follow him and that, you know, that are actively engaged with him. I I think there are a lot more people. I'd say there's a lot more people like me out there than, than a lot of conservative media realizes that I would not have found hardly any of these creators out there unless I had, you know, unless, unless I had found Steven Crowder and that's what, kind of takes me to where we are today. Um, the Daily Wire, for for all of the good that that they that they do, all of the great reporting that they do have, they do lack a lot to be desired. I, the more I watch Daily Wire content, the more I come to realize that this is just the YouTube version of Fox News and its demographic is probably going to wind up going that way sooner rather than later. And you now they act like they're leaders in the space where they have kids programming and they have, you know, documentaries and like, okay, well that's that's great. You you act like you're you're part of a movement. But one thing and actually Jason Whitlock pointed this out and I wouldn't I wouldn't be following Jason Whitlock unless uh, you know, he was, he was part of the blaze and I wouldn't have started engaging with Jason Whitlock until, un- unless I had, you know, heard, heard his content. I think I found him through Steven Crowder did a, had a reported a story about, about him. One thing that Jason Whitlock has issue with the, the daily wire is that you can find very little evidence of God in their movement. God is barely mentioned in their, in their content. They try and stay stay neutral in that regard. Now, I want to say that I, I don't want to be a creator that's just out there to create content and gotcha content and just be like, oh, can you believe what this person on CNN said? Can you believe what this person at Vox said? Can you believe what this person at the Young Turks said? Can you believe this video about how about these leftists? No, I, there's a time and a place for that, that type of content. But that's not the type of content that I want to create. I want to create a content that drives change and that is part of the, the, the greater movement to get God back and Jesus back into our culture for one and for another to bring some sanity back to this Western to the Western world. It, it, yeah, I, I, I am the equivalent of a fart in a hurricane right now. I'm, I'm not a, I'm, I'm not uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm that, that fact isn't, isn't, you know, isn't absent from my mind at this moment. Yeah. I've got a couple of hundred of you out there each week that, that download this podcast would love for you to share it more, would love for you to, to rate, subscribe. I'm looking and thinking about going on to other platforms and, and adding it onto there too, but I'm just very grateful for 
the listenership that I have. I'm very grateful for the traction that I've been getting on Instagram. I just, again, want to shout out to uh, folks like Will Spencer, uh, Mike Pantile, Sharon Ortiz, uh, Annalisa, Feminine Not Feminist, for being on this podcast and for, for helping me helping me grow this platform and even being part of my rebirth season. But this is, this is the virtue pill season. And part of being virtuous is aligning yourself to a movement. Daily Wire is not part of a movement. I'm sorry. Daily Wire is the YouTube and internet equivalent of Fox News. I am probably going to step up and bite off a little bit more than I can chew by by making this statement, but I I don't care. And he may not he may not the, the people that I'm going to talk about here directly may not ever hear this statement, but as this is passion I'm passionate and this is how I feel. Matt Walsh, what is a woman? I'm sure it's a fantastic documentary, but I haven't seen it. You know why? Because you decided to put it behind a paywall. If you wanted to advocate for change and you wanted to drive change and be part of a movement in this culture and really show the hypocrisy and the craziness that is part of the transgender movement, you would take that thing out from behind the paywall. You would make it free to access on the internet. You would put it on YouTube. You would post it on Rumble. You would risk getting demonetized. That is what someone who is part of a movement does. Candace Owens, I am sure your documentary on who George Floyd is and the hypocrisy and the craziness that surrounded his case is fantastic. But again, I haven't seen it. I have subscriber fatigue. I'm not going to fork over $40 here and $60 here to be part, to be part of a paywall. If you had the guts that you say that you have, and you have, and I know you've, I know you've got some balls. I know you've got some spunk because I've heard you say that. I've heard you get behind a microphone and say this. I, I heard you were pretty. You were landed on pretty thick when you were, uh, you know, on with Tim Pool on 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 his podcast a few days ago. Okay, I I know you've got this. So if 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 you had if you had if you had bravery, you would take that thing out from behind a paywall. And you would make it free to access on platforms like YouTube and Rumble and on the internet. You would risk getting demonetized. Okay? Now, you've stood up to congressmen. You've bit off bigger fish more than me. Like, yeah, I, I get it. I get it. You know, I have my own qualms with, uh, you know, I have my own qualms with human resources at the Daily Wire, too. Um, you know, I, I, I have... Uh, no know of an instance where an individual applied for a job that uh, yeah and, and if you, you don't think that someone's qualified for a job mazel tov. like it's it's okay this this uh, this instance that I'm that I'm citing uh, there the, there was an, a job a job applied for and yeah three months before they heard anything back from the HR group now there's other companies that are missional companies out there that uh, that, that people have applied for, and usually they re- they hear back from them within two weeks, three weeks. You know whether they want to move forward with them in the in the inter- interview process. If they think they're a really good candidate, they'll reach back out to them right away. But you're going to string somebody along for like three and a half months to the point where they even forgot that they applied for the job. Like really? But that's that's an aside. You know. Ben Shapiro, you kind of remind me of an old man, the way you with with your the way you talk and and on on your show. I mean, it's just like who uses the word gang anymore? Like, really? 
you remind me of my you remind me of my first boss like is this the 1960s or 70s or like how are you going to relate to people and and yeah you talk fast you've got great debate skills not denying that but come on you you act like Jeremy Boring, you, you've got this cute little company called Jeremy's Razors because you because Harry's pissed you off so much. Mazel tov. Great. Great part of the American economy. Again, going back to the first part of the show. Great reason why America is the best country in the world. But you want to tell me that you're part of a movement and you, you stick it to your creators like this? Really? And I'll pull something up from one of Steven's rebuttal videos. Anybody who says that, quote unquote, it's just business, are they really doing the right thing when somebody says something like that? I've never heard any, I've never known of anybody in the right where they say, oh, it's just business when they say that, you know, donate $250,000 to a charity to help single moms. Oh, it's just business. Nah, no big deal. Really? The reason why I'm passionate about this and why I want to talk about this is because there are there are creators that are just above me as far as viewers viewership and and you know monetization and gaining momentum online that are getting offers like the one that Steven Crowder laid out from the Daily Wire and could potentially be throttled or, or be screwed over. Oh, I left one creator out at the Daily Wire. I, I don't think she'll ever hear this, but you know she might. And if she does, you know I don't care. I've got a cousin that's that's her age. Um, Brett Cooper, how in the hell did you think that Steven's original video talking about uh, people compromising, young creators compromising their principles? How in the hell did you think that anything in, in that video was about you, really? Like, and you said yourself on your Instagram live that you uh, had to negotiate your contract three separate times with the Daily Wire before you signed on to do the comment section. Okay, yeah, wonderful, wonderful, yeah, yeah. That sounds like it's something on the on the up and up if you've got to negotiate something three times over. Okay, yeah, and of course, yeah, you've you've been you've been enacting, you've signed media deals like this. I okay, but. For someone who doesn't know any better coming in, like, you know, none, none of these people were, were mentioned by name. Like, I, I had to go back and watch Steven's original video and be like, okay, at what point was he even inferring to, like, Brett Cooper at all? But anyway, yeah. That's just a couple things that I wanted, that I had to get off my chest there in regards to that. And big big tech and... Now, what Stephen's calling Big Con, um, yeah, it, it is. If you're if you're a conservative creator, or if you're if you you know even if you're a, you know a, a moderate creator, I mean even moderate creators are get come under scrutiny now. If you're if your hands are tied like this, and you're afraid of if you're not only getting penalized from both sides, kind of like what I was talking about with uh, with Mike, Sharon, and, and Will the other night, if you're getting it from both sides, are you going to keep going? Are you going to to bolster this this movement? Are you go, going to add any virtue to this space? It's what it's what we need now. We don't need 
we don't need the equivalent of, of Fox News on the internet, which is what Daily Wire has become. We need voices like we need voices like like Stephen. We need voices like like Razor Fist. We need we need voices like like Tim Pool. You know, we're, we need we need people like that to to step into this space. Uh, we need voices like like Will Spencer's. We need voices like Ryan King. We need voices like Jonathan Rios. We need these people who are virtuous who are going to call a spade a spade who are going to step up and hurt some feelings and risk being demonetized and risk being canceled. And if they're placed on a network thinking that they're going to be secure, uh, but they're only going to have you know their their creative rights taken away and stripped from them then you know what what how how are we going to how are we going to win the culture war if you're an entity like daily wire if you're a why why even say that you're fighting the culture war you're not fighting the culture war you're not you're not fighting the culture war by 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 handcuffing creators like this you're not you're not winning the culture war by all all you're doing is just putting more information out into the internet and the ethosphere that in the in the atmosphere that can be easily debated and switched away the leftist content and leftist thinking is not going to go away and it's it's not going to be easily combated and if you want to take the easy way out by dancing around and staying, trying to stay monetized on some of these platforms, then you're not going to do a damn thing. You're going to go the way of Fox News. Eventually, you're going. Eventually, eventually, your demographic is going to go to the point where it's where it's not sustainable anymore. That's what we're seeing with cable news. That's what we're seeing with with Fox News. And I'm sorry, I don't want to be a part of it. I want to be part of a movement that's going to aspire and inspire change. I want to be part of a movement that genuinely starts turning this culture around. I want to add virtue into this space. And I'm going to do my damnedest to sit behind this microphone and call things out, call hypocrisy out, call weakness out in others that I see and in stories that I see and even in myself. And I will bring it to light because I I don't I don't have much to start with. So I mean if I get canceled, I'm not really in too bad of a spot from from where I currently am. You know, I'm I'm not too worried about being canceled right now. But there's a reason I'm not on YouTube. There's a reason that 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 I'm not on some of these other platforms because I know they're going to throttle me before I get started. And I don't need it from both sides. I don't need it somebody that says that they're conservative and that they line up with my with my values and they're going to throttle me. I don't need I don't need that. You know who the people that that Steven Crowder's trying to stand up for in this? He's taking himself off the table, but he's saying younger creators and other people who are in this space that that are trying to figure out what to do, what the next step with their their platform and and their and their their show is. You know, he's 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 actually fighting for guys like me. He's fighting he's fighting for guys like me so I don't get screwed over and I don't have to worry about what I what I say 
and that I can actually keep some of my content and that I can actually move forward with this platform and God willing grow it to a point where I'm reaching people and I'm, I'm reaching men in this world for good and I'm reaching this men in this world not just for good but for Christ and, and reaching men for, you know, for God. And that's what, that's what my goal is in this, in this culture war. And I'm sorry, you know, Daily Wire, you might have a lot of these great personalities, but I think you've throttled them to the point of them being feckless. And feckless is not a word that I use to describe myself. So you may never hear it. I don't know. Your headquarters are just up the road in Nashville. You may, you may never, I mean, I may never cross paths with any of you, but for what it's worth, I'm, I'm with Crowder on this one. And I think I am going to reach out to him and just at the very least, just give him some thanks and be like, Hey, thanks for standing up for, for me. Thanks for, Thanks for standing up for for people like me who are trying to actually make a difference and were who are inspired by men like you. Yeah, I'm breaking up a little bit here, and, and some tears are coming to my eyes. But yeah, I, I don't know the I don't know Stephen Crowder personally, but I again he's he's been an inspiration for me to get behind this microphone and actually pursue a calling and pursue a passion that I have. And that's for bringing bringing Christ and bringing virtue into into the world, and for helping men who are confused and hurting, and not knowing what to do with their masculinity. So, um, Stephen, we may we 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 may never cross paths, but I just want to say thank you uh, from from my bottom of my heart. Um, this is the Discovering Masculinity podcast. I'm your host, John Waltz. Please be sure to uh, like, share, subscribe, uh, email me. I've got my link tree in the show notes. Check out the Masculine Revival Brotherhood if you're struggling with your masculinity and need a group of guys to be in your corner. Uh, Links to that will be in the show notes as well. Once again, I'm John Waltz. This is the Discovering Masculinity Podcast, and I will talk to you all next time.